uh, hey, Jesse and Mike. Um, I'm calling in uh, to tell you guys about a joke um, to you uh, that your listeners can use instead of um, just saying what was happening uh, on your show. And what I came up with uh, was uh, someone asked, oh, what are, you, what are you laughing about? And you go, uh, I'm laughing about uh, thinking about some clowns, you know, the ones in D.C., Okay, thanks guys. Uh, talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Listening to your Kickstarter sucks. It's the podcast that we do. I'm your host Jesse Farrar. Uh, joined via phone by the other host of this terrific program, uh, Mike Hale. Hello, Mike. Hey, man. What's going on? Um, my wonderful friend Mike Hale is joining us. Hey. Um. Hey. Uh. Listen. Yeah. What's up? What's going on? What's going on, man? What's what are you uh what are you doing? It's it's uh winter. Is that right? Winter is coming and that's a treat for the Game of Thrones heads. Throne heads out there. Uh, if you love Game of Thrones, uh this is something we've been wanting to promote. Uh now we've, we're probably going to wait like 2 years for the next Game of Thrones to come out, so we want to get that buzz started early. Uh so if you want to go ahead and call in at 802-359-PISS, uh, leave us a voicemail message with, uh, how, hey, where do you think the Game of Thrones uh, story is, is going? How do you think it's going to end? Uh, so that'd be kind of cool to hear you guys' thoughts. 802-359-PISS is that phone number. Leave us a message. Uh, are you done talking now? <laughs> Jesus. What do you th- Mike, what do you think? What do you, how, where do you think it's going to go? Um, you know, you so you have a... All these side, everybody's got a side in this whole thing, and uh, yeah. So you got you got to who's the uh, I'm blanking on the name. Who's the guy? Who is the guy? Mm. John Snow, the guy. Yeah. So you have him doing his whole thing, man, and uh, it's just gonna get wild. I think. Plus, you got the swords and uh, made a chair out of it. So I didn't know, it sounds like you've read the books. I didn't know that you were actually up on the books as well. So you've got sort of a, so it's kind of, you got sort of an unfair advantage over those who haven't read the books. Yeah. Kind of know all the behind the scenes stuff. Well, so you know how there is, so, you know, I'll just give you this uh, much. You know how they say winter's coming? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely does come to there. So. Oh, okay. Wow. So winter, it, it does in fact come. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, so that part you don't have to add in your voicemail. Yeah. We know that for sure already. So, um, well, let's see what's been going on over here at the Ferrar Mansion. Well, uh, let's see. Got on, got in trouble on Twitter today, which uh, that happens from time to time. I saw that, man. You're like a magnet for getting in trouble. You love it so much. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do is to get people mad at me when I say something that's actually uh, not bad at all uh, to say. Somehow I uh, infuriate people who, for some reason, follow me 
um, and are not familiar with anything I've ever written. It's the mustache. Uh, it's the, the mustache. mustache. They hate the mustache. So I wrote that I'm I'm not a, a sex creep or a rapist. Uh, I'm not like a white supremacist. Uh, and I also don't like to do laundry. And boy, that was just like uh, putting uh, a sparkler to a firework because we were off to the races with uh, how uh, bad of a person I am after that. Um, and I guess I would just say in the future, I will attempt to be uh, more racist and sexist. Uh, cause that seems to be, I, pre- I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that seems to be what the pushback was. You know, what's uh, the mess, the messed up, the most messed up part of that whole deal. I mean, you got it. You really got it from both ends there, JF. I really did. Uh, the most messed up thing about it though, is, uh, watching Whirlpool, the company fave all of the tweets that people were saying about you. <laughs> They're just silently. <laughs> They were just passive aggressively. Whirlpool has been waiting for me to get dragged. <laughs> um. So yeah, they were definitely subfaving me on that. Hate laundry. Laundry rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the social team over at Whirlpool—they're doing some really exciting stuff. Uh, let's see. I think we can all remember where we were when they dropped Laundry is Bay. Yep. You remember that one? Yep. Or um. Uh, Hey, uh, a fam, a fam, uh, a fam, don't forget to drop in that softener. Um, cause really softener is a scam, but, uh, but you know, they don't want you to know that. Uh, softener is a scam. Shampoo is a scam. What's the, you know well, I, as far as, was, you know what I thought was weird about uh, whirlpool, you know what I thought was weird about whirlpool? No, let's hear that. What is it? Uh, you, do, nobody remembers their biggest mess up uh, tweet that they did that they had to retract. You know how companies always have those. Uh, there was that airline that had the airplane uh, pussy picture. Remember yeah, they that? put it was the wrong model of airplane. Yeah, yeah, and they apologized. And they had to release a new picture of the. They had plane. to track down the model again because <laughs> that was a shoot. Yeah, it was, it was on a it was soundstage. Through, it was through an old agency that uh, doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, just a guy. And he had to go through the. They still had the paperwork on, on actual paper. It was a real mess. No, but uh, Whirlpool, uh, their big tweet that uh, nobody remembers. So, do you remember nine uh, eleven? Um. Yeah. Okay. So I have. Yep. I remember that. I remember where I was. So, so Whirlpool never got in trouble for the thing that they the, they tweeted out on that on that fateful day when so many Americans lost their lives. Well, not just Americans. Yeah, yeah, that's true, Jesse. Um, so they tweeted out to, uh, as the towers were falling and everyone was scared. Uh, this company, this awful company, tweeted out, uh, "Who set those towers on tumble dry?" Yeah, that's. <laughs> So, that is that is and i think i've seen it screenshotted on tumblr since but i didn't know if it was mm-hmm. a shop or not you know yeah you can never tell now with these programs you can never tell man um they can make you say or do anything i might not be saying these offensive things right now somebody may be uh, doing technology on me who's pulling the strings that's what i want to know uh we just found out that the uh i know you saw it we both are residents of tennessee the uh execrable Tennessee GOP account that uh, uh, purported to be just, you know, some good old 
good old boy conservatives uh, here in the state of Tennessee, but in fact, uh, it was a Russian psyop. So uh, that's cool <laughs> that that's basically just what's happening now. Uh, yeah. Not just a weird conspiracy, but actually true. That is what it was. Yeah, pretty cool. So that's pretty neat. Uh, and basically, that's what you're doing as well. Um, but what else is going on over there in your neck of the woods? Well, you talked about uh, pulling the strings. Um, and you must be a fortune teller or something. Because uh, yeah, on account of the future telling thing that I'm about to say right now. Oh, okay, great. Uh, so you, hey, Jesse, you talked about uh, pulling the strings. I wrote down here. Um, down, okay. Uh, I've, I've recently taken up uh, ventriloquism. Are you serious? Yeah, that's not a joke. Uh, that's something I uh, started getting into a couple weeks ago. I uh, Wait, ordered. You, you ordered? You, they still make the dolls? Yeah, you can just buy it. Well, you have to like do a. If you want like a custom character or something, you have to like special order it or whatever. And that's what I did. Oh wow! Okay, I did, okay. That's interesting. Um, you want to? You want to? Can I do a little bit of it? We, could we meet him? Is as a man? I don't even. I don't want to assume. Is he? Let me grab him out of the case. Okay. Wow. I didn't know you had this talent. <clears throat> so, uh, Jesse, I'd like you to meet uh, Flapjack. But he's a kindly old cowboy. Okay, Flapjack, welcome to YKS. This is a pretty successful podcast, so I uh, hope you got something good for us. Hello. Well, how are you doing? Oh. Hey, uh, doing good, Flapjack. Um, boy, I bet you're happy to be out of that stuffy old case. Yeah, I am, Jesse. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you crying? Are you okay? <laughs> Flapjack, are you still with us? I I think I caught a June bug in my throat. <laughs> oh, man. You got to watch for those things, especially here in the wintertime when yeah, they're well, out. I mean, you don't want to. I mean, you got to be careful out there. You must be used to that uh, out on the range, though. All the bugs and the flies and everything. Well, yeah, it gets pretty nasty out there. Now, Flapjack, uh, Mike tells me you're a bit of a cowpoke. Um, uh, how many head of cattle you got up there? Let me tell you a joke, Jesse. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I didn't know you had written material. How come you reckon the cowboy was late for his appointment? Uh, good. boy. That's a good brain teaser. Yeah, this is a good... I We really don't have time to guess riddles. Why don't you just go ahead and tell me? I'm not sure. Well, his car had engine trouble. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So kind of a clunker from Flapjack. Is that the is the bit that he Mike? You can tell me uh, now in your mic voice, please. Is the idea that he's not very good at comedy? Um, what do you mean? Well, so he just told kind of a weird joke there. Um, is the what is the what's the premise behind Flapjack? I'm assuming this is for performance reasons. You're do, you're going to do this on stage? No, I'm just uh, it's just something I'm into. Well, he's a a uh, kindly old cowboy, uh, but he also does stand-up comedy. Okay, and so that would have been one of the examples of his jokes. <clears throat> yeah. And how come you... I believe it was... Okay. Uh, well, I don't really remember. What was it again? How come... Yeah, how come you reckon the cowboy was late for his appointment? His car had engine trouble. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, so he's... Very, that's a very racist joke. So he's using, sl he's using slurs. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and you're not worried that's going to blow back on you in any way? Well, I'm not saying it. Uh, Flapjack is saying it. So I know that we're doing this kind of over the phone and you can't see my lips, but, um, well, you couldn't see them anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this, um, I don't understand why you would prepare this ventriloquist bit, uh, when we're doing a podcast, uh, which is not a video, uh, medium, but okay. Well, thanks. Um, it was great. How come you reckon the cowboy missed the showdown? Um, I don't know. Flapjack. Why? Because he misunderstood the concept of high noon. And he took an hot air balloon up in the sky. Okay, so... Alright, so the... Okay. Well... Well... Not great not great jokes from this guy. Well, huh? I mean, uh, I would say his delivery is a bit wooden. Yeah. Well, he's fabric. I would say his delivery <clears throat> is a little wooden. So... Uh, Flapjack, what do you think about that when I call your delivery wooden? Is that... Does, could you maybe turn that into a joke? I think he's sleeping. Okay, he went to sleep. Okay. It's past that. Wow. Well, that was really riveting, Mike. Uh, thanks for... I'm glad you're... You know what? I'm glad you have a hobby. Um, yeah. Uh, cool stuff. Maybe you could... Okay, go ahead. Maybe you could... Uh, have you talked to Flapjack about maybe opening for us when we do a YKS live show? I think that would be great. I think that... Well, I don't know. Uh, he doesn't really like crowds. Your ventriloquist dummy has stage fright. Yeah. All right. Well, so you obviously got some work to do on this. Uh, let's talk about something else. Um, this is something we've been calling the uh, YKS files. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, oh, I thought we were going to call it. Uh, the call is coming from inside the podcast. I think I think YKS files works a little bit better, uh, so we're going to call it the YKS files. Yeah, or this other one too. Okay, or the either one. We could do either one. We all know what what it is, so it says names are useless. You know what that's it is. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, speaking of names, uh, we've done something fun here. We've sort of come up with our own little scary names. Uh, this is, after all, the the scariest month on the calendar, October, of course. Yeah, this is not. This has never been done by any uh, show or anything like that. Not that I'm aware of. Um, I think yeah. this is something brand new. You're really gonna love it. This is the YKS files with Jesse Fierar and and Mike Ghosthouse Hale. So when I said um, you should come up with a scary like a pun name, I was thinking maybe you would do like Mike. Hell, you know, like they used to yeah. do on the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror stuff. Mm, haven't seen it, but yeah. Uh, what I did was I, I picked a scary name, and the scariest thing I can think of is a ghost house, just a house full of ghosts. And no, but you would normally call it a haunted house. Do you call them ghost houses? Because you think that's where ghosts live. Yeah, well, you wouldn't call it, what did you say? A haunted house. It's a haunted house is what yeah, it's you called. Wouldn't call it, you wouldn't call it like a... A dogged house. You would call it a dog house because dogs live there. So don't fight me on this one, Jesse. Okay. I'm correct and you are incorrect. Once well, again. the YKS files is a big part of our Halloween series here on YKS where we celebrate 
um, the absolute spookiest month uh, with some of our favorite uh, scary stories. And hey, maybe we'll even get into our favorite uh, Halloween trick-or-treat style candies as we move closer to the famous holiday we all love. Um, We may even talk a little bit about some of our favorite costumes uh, from from trick-or-treats gone by. This week, Mike, I wanted to uh, talk to you about uh, what is something that has happened in your life that was legitimately scary, a little bit of uh, unexplained, um, maybe it was a run-in with a goblin. Um, Perhaps you met up with uh, a zombie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you shook hands with a ghoulie. Uh, there's any number of things that could have happened in your life that would be a real-life scary event. Um, who knows? Uh, you could have been walking down uh, Main Street, as I know you do. Uh, you're just taking a stroll down Main Street, and you turn the corner, and bam, there's a Frankenstein. Um, you could have been uh, <clears throat> you could have been in the bathroom, and you're going to splash some water on your face. Uh, you close the medicine cabinet. And who should you find over your shoulder in the reflection? But uh, but a Dracula is staring at you with his dead face and his long fangs. Um, who knows? You may even have been uh, at the gym uh, pumping some iron when uh, all of a sudden you call for a spot. And who should who should walk over to help you uh, with your bench press? Uh, but the Wolfman. <laughs> himself uh so i know you've had a lot of uh, run-ins like that in your life i'm gonna let you think about which one you want to share for me uh this is real uh i had a sort of an an inexplicable event happen to me i'm not a big believer in the paranormal um i don't think uh for instance that hell is real i think it's real scary yeah the the they did a good job describing it man the the worst Cause uh, you think about it, what's the what's the worst thing that could ever happen to you? Uh, catching on fire, or yeah. something. burning. As an life. overweight guy, the worst thing in the world is just being hot. <laughs> so that one really resonates with me personally. Um, gotta have my night night fan. Gotta going. have that night fan right now. I'm staring at my fan and I'm just burning up in my computer chair. Um, uh, about to strip down, but I'm gonna tell you this story first. So. Uh, we lived out in the woods uh, when I was a kid. I was in high school. Uh, lived out in the woods about uh, actually uh, for anybody out there who has a mind for measurements. We were something like twelve hundred feet off the main road into the woods. Uh, so that's a pretty uh, it's a pretty far ways uh, into the f- the forest, I guess, as some people would say. Um, and um, it was a cool it was a cool little area back there in a clearing. Um, you know, interesting, interesting thing. Lots of trees with leaves. Um, lots of little critters roaming around, but a nice private um, way to live if you like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, so we was out uh, one night, uh, me and some friends. I don't know if it was summer or the weekend or whatever. We had uh, had some boys over. We were hanging around, uh, just uh, goofing off outside. I think we were going out. Somebody was about to head back home. Um, and then, uh, in the, in the woods, and of course you're familiar with all kinds of sounds in the woods. You know, I can remember being a young boy and having a uh, friend over to stay the night and he was used to the sounds of the city 
and just couldn't sleep all night because the country sounds were so bothersome to him. Like, you know, the, the tree frogs and the crickets or just the silence, like not cars or anything like that, you know? So very perturbing to people who are not used to it, but I've, I've lived with that my whole life. So it's not strange to me at all. Uh, we go out there, uh, in my driveway and, uh, right at the edge of the driveway is where the woods begin. And, uh, we hear what I, I swear to this day. And we were all in unanimous agreement that it sounded like somebody like talking into a walkie talkie. So like you hear the, the beep of pushing the button down and then like the, the white noise of the intercom, uh, and then somebody mumbling and then it cutting off again and going back and forth. Uh, really, really weird. Uh, it did not, it sounded like, it sounded like purposeful communication, just a couple of dozen feet, you know, behind, into the wood line. Uh, never figured out what that was. There's no reason anyone would be there. Private woods all the way around. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what that was, but kind of, kind of spooked me. Wondered if maybe, maybe we had some aliens out there. We think about yeah. that. They, they, they've mastered intergalactic travel. But they had to rely on walkie-talkies to communicate with one Everything another. is super advanced, uh, and they're part of the galaxy, except for they're still on uh, Nextels. They have the Sprint Network. <laughs> That's all they have. Hey, I'd hate to see their roaming fees. Huh? <laughs> I need to see their roaming fees. Yeah, uh, LTE, what does that stand for? Uh, uh, long, long-term long Earthling? Light, light speed long, travel, long tra- light travel to earth. Yeah, we got it. Basically. I did have a crazy thing that happened and mine is actually also real. No, we joke a lot. And I'm being podcast. serious about that. There's no punchline to what I said that actually have. I, there's no, I, there's no funny part. It just is what it is. That's what happened. Yeah. So you're going to take this seriously too. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, yeah. Why wouldn't I? Um, so when I was in college, I went to Bowling Green State University for a time. And uh when I went to college, I there's so it's a college town, there's no jobs in the in the town, so you had to kind of go outside of the town to get a decent job and then drive back in because I lived on I didn't live on campus in like the dorms, I lived in off-campus housing. So but anyway, one of the jobs I got off Craigslist was this uh, caretaker for this guy's house uh, just outside of Toledo. Um, so, like, it's like Thursday night, I think, one night. And uh, I'm over there watching this guy's house. And uh, I got to get up. I had astronomy class. I remember it at 945. Uh-oh, morning <clears throat> class. Yeah, so I had to get up early. So I was sleeping over there. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, I hear uh, just that thumping, like a constant thumping noise from, like, the basement area of his house. And this is a huge house. I know it's cliche as hell, but this is a huge house. It's all dark because it's just old. this old guy. Um, that's all that lives there. So I was, like, scared as shit because I've never... Um, You've never been killed before. Yeah, so I I go, you know, down the fucking basement because I don't want – because, like, 
his house, if he has rats or some shit, I don't know what the fuck it is, right? So I should probably tell the guy that he has rats or there's a fucking raccoon or something in his basement. And uh, I'm not going to kill it because I'm scared, but I'll call somebody about it for him if he wants. So I go down and check it out and it's dark as shit, no lights. Uh, I'm using my old fucking flip phone for a flashlight. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I like those slip phones, I, but uh, the, I can tell the, that the thumping is coming from like one corner of the room. It's the back room of this fucking basement. So I start walking back there and it's getting louder. I know uh, I'm just, like my fucking heart is uh, beating out of my chest. Um, So I get there and it's, there's like a giant long box and it looks exactly like a coffin. I, I told a story on this podcast a long time ago about some guy smoking weed in his coffin so I know, so I know uh, what one looks like. And, uh, what one looks <laughs> that's how anyway, you do, but in person, yeah. Wow, that's what that is. But, oh, this is the thing uh, you smoke weed in. Okay. Like, <laughs> it looked exactly. It looked like it, but it wasn't like a professional. It was like a one that somebody had made or something for like a Halloween thing or something. Anyway, uh, I'm walking up to this fucking thing and I'm freaking out. I have nine one one entered on my phone <laughs> just in case. Because uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on, going on. And I uh, flip open the lid And there sits Dracula And he's jacking okay. his dick <laughs> And I uh, I said get on out of here So That was the time That I caught Jack- Dracula jacking off Never told anyone that before And this was a true story so I asked you for something that really happened, and you came up with a story not just about Dracula, the the father of all vampires, uh, but mm. one where he was pleasuring himself. May the Lord strike me down if that if that's not true. Okay, well that's pretty scary stuff. Um, glad it worked out for you. Um, uh, I can't believe you. you... I miss slapjack. <laughs> Flapjack was uh, the highlight so far. Um, if you have a scary story you'd like to share with the the YKS audience and the crew, uh, our crew, I'm looking around right now, looking at all the crew, all the guys. Yeah, Hello, yeah, yeah. ladies, of course, as well. Uh, uh, equal opportunity, non, so. non-gender conforming people. Hello, how are you? There are mm-hmm. multiple of them here. Hello. Um, uh, give us a phone call at 802-359-PISS. Uh, give us your condensed version, because keep in mind this is a uh, it's going to be played as a voicemail. We only got four minutes for your story. That's uh, We reserve that for our stories. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're really good ones. So let us know uh, what, your, what your encounter with the supernatural is. Or you can uh, write us an email as well, which is the normal way to do things. But I don't know, maybe you're just like, uh, maybe you're driving uh, and you only want to look at your phone uh, every now and then. You know, then you can just call. So, well, that was pretty scary stuff. My knees are knocking, uh, but I think we should get right into the six pack, Mike. Okay, so Mike, uh, quickly for those uh, folks out there just joining us, the six pack, we take six Kickstarters, we tell you about them. Uh, pretty simple stuff, not high concept art over here. 
Uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about is a little thing called the run bell. Uh, now, listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to set you up for anything here by saying, hey, Mike, do you love running? Look, I know we don't we don't run. Um, if I never ran again. For as long as I am on Earth, that would be fine. I don't care to run. It's not good to me to run. Um, I, th- I, re- I think I remember being in high school and finding out about cross country. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they do that just on purpose or what? Yeah. Yeah, nobody's, that's a, nobody's chasing them with like an AK forty seven. Yeah, we that's should fun. stop them from doing that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I like running in terms of athletics, like sports. You know, when I get out there and on the on the pitch, play a little soccer. You can get me running around a little bit. Yeah. Or uh, or hey, how about I run the base paths after I smack a home run? Yeah. Yeah. Would that be okay if I did that? That's yeah. That's fine. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know what else you like? Running your mouth. So it's kind of a weird slam out of nowhere on you. Weird slam. Uh, <laughs> but enough about your wedding night. Ah, <laughs> boy. So I don't. So I don't know a lot about running. I'm just going to be upfront about that. I don't know what. I don't know what the point of it is. Um, I think people that do it only do it because they have become mentally ill enough that they associate running with feeling happy. Um, and they, they have, uh, mental problems and that's fine to have, but this device is specifically for people who not only run all the time, but just simply can't find an out of the way place to run, which this is something that, uh, consternates me, uh, practically every day. I am vexed and flummoxed by the people I see running, uh, not in my neighborhood, but on the extremely busy, narrow street next to my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what's wrong with these people. Um, so I live in suburbia. Um, I live in a planned development, which means I have sidewalks in my neighborhood. Uh, just outside my neighborhood is an active commercial construction zone with a one-lane unpainted road with a blind curve and extremely heavy traffic. And people will leave the neighborhood I live in in order to run on that road. It's very uh, zero visibility back there. It is so fucking weird. Hairpin turn. Yes. And and people will like uh, and and this is true everywhere. It's not just here. I mean, I I you know I lived in a different town as a kid, and I can remember like driving down the highway to the mall and seeing people run. Like uh, you guys live in a house, right? Like you you could put a treadmill in there maybe if you wanted. Like you don't have to run on this six lane highway. So that's why I'm saying people who run are sick in the head. Um, and that's why they need the run bell, which is a little, it looks like brass knuckles, except for shrunk down to just two fingers on it is, uh, you know, whatever the fuck a bell is. I don't even know how a bell works, like a piece of brass or some shit. I don't know. And the knocker for the bell is a springed, uh, it's like a a door thing. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a little prick and you, it's got a spring on it and you can, Hold your hand out and pull the spring back and smack the the bell. And the idea is the people that are in front of you while you're running 
will turn around and go, oh, there's a nice man running. I'll move, you know, out of the way in whatever direction is accepted for people who run. Um, so I noticed, I, I noticed this is out of Tokyo. Yes. This is where this is from. And in Tokyo, I think people ride their bikes on the sidewalk. And so whenever they're behind a big group of people, they ring their bell. Okay. So I'm assuming it's the same kind of idea. There's a, there's a YouTube video I watched a while ago called a, it's a bike bell prank where some guy has a bicycle bell and he's walking behind people and he rings the bell and they get out of the way. Um, That's funny. So it's like a, in America though, if, if you are behind people and you ring your bell, people are going to call you a prick. Yes. I think it's okay in Japan and I don't know why. Maybe it's racism. Oh, wow. Okay. So a cultural difference makes this acceptable. Yeah. Uh, well, what I don't understand is why you can't, uh, run somewhere, uh, where there are not people walking, but I guess, again, this is a cultural difference. Maybe in Tokyo, they don't have, uh, gymnasiums. So, uh, sorry. Yeah, I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think they do. Okay. So they don't have treadmill. No, I'm reading, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm reading here. They just got their first treadmill over there. Wow. Okay. They don't have circles over there. You can't just run in a circle. You have to run straight. You have to run right down that place where all the arcade games are, where you put a big foam finger on your hand and try to shove it in a rubber ass. That's where you have to run. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm sorry to all the Japanese uh, fans of the show. I love your culture, but I find its obsession with tiny brass bells uh, infuriating and confusing. So this one got $25,000. Um, you could get a ladies' run bell or a men's run bell. Uh, for 20 bucks if you wanted, or 25 bucks if you waited a little while. I guess if you are big into bells, that's great. Uh, for me, I would say, excuse me, but um, <laughs> I'm not a freak. So I guess that's up to you guys. But that's what I think about the run bell. Maybe I'm off base. Uh, yeah, I think you are off your rocker. Um, hey, put me back hey, on there. Of, uh, speaking of off there, uh, whatever I was just going to say. Uh, JF, what's the worst part of uh, a fidget spinner owning one and using one? What's the worst? What's the worst dadgum part? Uh, gosh, uh, I I would say that you know once I'm playing with the fidget spinner, it seems like at a certain point it um it slows down. Feels like it runs out of energy. That's right. Okay, that's the absolute worst part of it. The um, thing that's just ball bearings. Sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they're they're still cool though. Oh, they're definitely. Uh, is that one flaw? Yeah, I th look, they're perfect as is. But if you wanted to make it even more perfect, I think there's a way to mm -hmm. do it. Yeah, there's one way to do it, and these guys uh, found it. This is Eula, the brand new solar powered uh, fidget spinner. It's a solar powered fidget spinner. A solar powered. Fidget spinner. Normally, fidget spinners are powered uh, by just normal physics. Not anymore, Grandpa. These have uh, solar panels in them on each of the three arms of it. And you push down the button in the middle to make it spin. So finally, no more, uh, you know, moving your arm a little bit uh, and hitting it with your hand. No more of that. So no more fidgeting. Yeah. Just spinning now. Now it's just a spinner. So... Uh, Pretty cool. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that someone did this. Yeah, it's a, it's a cash in 
for sure. Cashing in a little late on the fucking fidget spinner phase. A little bit. Um, well, they did their, it says here they did their feasibility study in June. Um, and then uh, by the time it's going to ship in 2018, uh, literally nobody will know what this is. We will all have forgotten and we will be uh, fucking robots. Did you notice? Did you notice how fast fidget spinners went from like a thing uh, that you can get online, wherever, or whatever, to being uh, literally in every gas station by every cash register in the world? My grocery store is already on like the fifth or sixth iteration of checkout line <laughs> fidget spinners. Now they're on pure metal. And I guess if this is the next thing, then then maybe this will be. But you'll just get ripped off. Like what's stupid to me is why you would think that you could invent a proprietary fidget spinner that number one would be relevant, but number two wouldn't immediately get uh, ripped off on the Chinese marketplace. Like, what are you thinking? It's crazy. uh, The attitude that this isn't like, this is going to take off or I don't know. Well, how much do they cost? (sighs) Uh, Let me tell you, they're uh, at 699 pledged. Of the $58,000 goal. So 14 people were like, uh, oh, hell yeah, baby. (laughs) Um, $35 or more. First 150 people get you uh, one EULA thing. So it's 35 bucks, uh, which is, that's euros. So 35 euros, $42 American. Uh, Regular price will be $60 US uh, for a thing that uh, you could probably get now for fifty cents. Just wait, like, just wait like two yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah, just wait like two weeks and check uh, all those websites. Man, this is a huge bummer. This is very stupid. Um, this, this is kind of like a. So here's here's my analog for this. For people who are not quite quite understanding why this is so stupid. Um. So the idea of the fidget spinner, and it's a flawed idea. Look, I've played with one. My kids have had them and lost them and forgotten about them. The idea is that, uh, you know, you're bored, helps you concentrate maybe a little bit. I think that's uh, that's purely placebo effect, but it's some, it gives you something to fiddle on, except, you know, rather than like scratching your nuts, which is what I think we normally do with our hands, right? So, yeah. not me, because I'm not okay, nasty. Yeah. Right. Uh, you are not nasty. That's right. Uh, the guy who uh, who walked in on, on Dracula pounding off is not nasty. Um, so the fidget spinner just gives you something to do with your hands. Okay. That's a fine concept. Uh, maybe not worthwhile, uh, maybe not worth a worldwide phenomenon, but fine. Uh, but the idea is to keep your hands busy. So what this does is removes that aspect of it. And it just is a spinning thing. No input required on your end. Just spins in your hand. Yeah. They'd say by defeating the entire purpose. (laughs) So I guess the, I don't get it, man. The The feeling of it maybe spinning is still good, and that's maybe what you think people want. I, that seems strange to me. but That's like saying, uh, oh, I've noticed that everybody uh, – I've noticed that men love jacking off and masturbating, okay? I noticed that they love doing that. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so what I've designed is a special syringe that uh you can just place uh you can just put into your uh butt your balls not your ass <laughs> you put it in your ass you can put whatever you want no you put it into your balls and you just suck the cum out of your balls and then you put the cum right into a tissue and then you can flush it down the toilet that way you don't have to worry about all that uh jacking off 
would actually just, love that. Just get the cum right out of the balls. Yeah. Would would that be good to you? That'd be great. That'd be great. Okay, well, we've got a Kickstarter to work on after this episode. But the point is, it it, it takes all the pleasure away from the, uh, you know, from yeah, the thing. It's from fine. the process. It'll probably make like $2,000. Uh, $2,000 what? That's a, that's a lot to me. The, no, they'll probably make $58,000. What their fucking goal is. Uh, 36 days to go. What do you think? $700... Uh, thirty six days to go. That's like a that's the longest stretch, I think. That's a pretty big interim, yeah. Now I'm gonna say they're doomed. Really? Six hundred ninety nine dollars. Well, fifty eight thousand dollars is a fucking shit ton. If it that's was a, like the big stack. If it was like ten thousand, then yeah. But, yeah. Eula. Uh, All right. Sad. Well, here's one I've got for you. It's called the Baco or the Bacho, perhaps. Uh, you tell me how you think it's pronounced. I'm going to call it the Bacho. Okay. That's that's what I was going to say. Great. It's the family robot that brings your loved ones closer. Wherever you are, Bacho can keep you connected to your family. Uh, we featured things like this on the show before. Uh, the name of them escapes me at this time. But there was like a thing where um, it would be uh, it would be like this box that you would plug in. And then if somebody was thinking about you, it would turn green. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you like, walk yeah. over to it, and it would, like, play a message or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't it a pillow that changed color or something? And then you could hear their heartbeat or something like oh, that? Oh, there's that, too. Yeah, there's all this stuff uh, for people who, I guess, either think they travel all the time or just don't like their kids. I'm not sure what the thing is. Uh, this is just a, a ver- like a retro-looking little robot, little plastic robot guy. Uh, with what uh, is like a uh, what are those things? Um, what are those things that Macaulay Culkin uses in Home Alone? Uh, talk boy. The talk boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like a fucking. It's like an internet connected talk boy. Uh, so Bacho is designed with extreme simplicity in mind. He has just two buttons: record and play, which can be used to send and playback voice messages. When you receive a new message, his bright eyes and shaking head will let you know. To control the volume, twist his little nose. Uh, also, discrete sensors in your home send secure notifications via Bacho to connected smartphones. By placing a movement sensor on your front door, Bacho will notify you when a member of your family arrives home. To get you started, we've included a motion sensor in the box. So this is so you use this app on your phone. To send a voice message to Bacho, uh, then I guess a little light will light up, and someone will walk over to him and press play, and then he'll play the message. Okay, then they can talk back into the robot, and he will send it to your app on your phone. Uh, it says this way you can keep in touch with members of your family who might not have easy access to a smartphone, such as your children, parents, or grandparents. Uh, so I guess if you think it will be easier to teach a child how to, uh, manage a robot, uh, than to just say, mom, I'd like to talk to dad, (laughs) then I think this is for you. Um, they want to, well, I'll just tell you, they already got it. Uh, $27,000, uh, brought this project to life. The Bacho or Baco itself is a $220, uh, doodad. That uh, I mean, it looks cute. It's got this uh, 
it's it's got a nice retro styling on it. Um, it does just have the two buttons, so there's nothing else you can do with it. I don't understand what the ecosystem of sensors is supposed to be. Uh, yeah, so I was looking at that because that's the most confusing part, right? Because if it were just like a little robot thing where you could send a message back and forth, I could understand well, first that. of all, it wouldn't be $200 if it was just that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess you're supposed to – It's a. is this like – what is the niche for this? Like, uh, Well, it tells you directly. That's how you know it's good. Uh, it tells you exactly why you would need this. Uh, it says – Let's see, who is Bacho for? Parents who work far from their children? Parents who would prefer their children not to use a smartphone? Those who have an elderly or disabled relative living away from home? Or, here's the money shot, those who are blind or visually impaired? So, uh, this is why you can't uh, make fun of it, because this is for the disabled. This is a robot for the handicapped. <laughs> I yeah I don't get the I don't get the sensors thing I mean I, I guess it's fine uh, trying to integrate those two worlds is kind of weird to me I mean I understand it's probably easy to do uh, with software and everything but it's kind of strange uh, so you put the sensor on the I'm trying to figure out you put the sensor on the door the bacho is then acting as the smart hub like a Nest or or smart things yeah. or anything else so. He, it says uh, this door is opened or whatever at, at and this time. And it sends the app a notification saying the door is open. But unlike those other apps, it has no ability. There's no visual confirmation like with a camera, right? So you can't confirm yeah. anything. So all you get is a thing that says, hey, your door opened, asshole. Uh, which is like the least useful information you could possibly get. Oh, I'm getting robbed. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to send a voice message to my bacho and say, hey, uh, please don't take my gun. And then you guys don't mind. Robert will come over. He'll turn the volume up on his cute little nose. He'll push the play button. Sabacho. <laughs> and they'll leave it behind, of course. But yeah, yeah, this is this is bullshit. <laughs> I heard yeah, about this. Things. Things. <laughs> this is stupid. I'll just use my phone. So, uh, so I don't get this. Somehow they managed to sell five of their one thousand dollar custom edition. Uh, Japanese artists will paint a bacho uh, with a with a custom paint job. They sold all five of those for one thousand dollars each. So, um, I'm not picking on Japanese products. They had a splash page on the Kickstarter website uh, saying that they they have a bunch of Japanese projects they wanted to highlight. So I just fucking clicked on it. Okay, I don't have an agenda. I would love to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah, I hate to see what number three is. Jesus, it's, uh, come on, quiet. Quite it's an street. anime kimono, and I'm so pissed off about it. Um, hey, let me tell you something else. Uh, it's my turn now. How do you like that segue? Um, this is called the K-Cup Castle, JF. The K-Cup okay, Castle. Is it okay? I have not looked at this. Can I guess at what this is? You can guess, man, but uh, I doubt you'll get okay. it. So go ahead. Is this a smart wallet? Uh, close, dude. Holy shit, I'm sweating now because of how close that was. Um, this is uh, so this sits on your kitchen counter. And you know those K cups, those uh, dumbass expensive things for the uh, Keurig coffee maker. I'm I'm very well acquainted. Yes. Yeah. 
So this is a, a thing to hold them. You know the two tower things or the four tower things on a castle? What are those called? JF. They probably have specific names. If I know if, if I know my medieval history, and I <laughs> I do, I think those uh, are called the towers of the castle. I believe they're called the twin towers. Yeah, there's two of them. Um, so in each of those uh, towers or whatever, this castle facade, there's uh, you stack the K-cups and you can take one out of the bottom part of it and the topmost one falls down and that's it's just like a stack. Jesus right there, fucking right? Christ. And the door of the little castle has a you could set a cake up in there to like indicate this is what I'm drinking, I guess. <laughs> Holy hell. That's it. That's the entirety of this product is uh just, just a plastic like 3D printed plain white uh castle facade. Or you could what? How many? How many does it, it says it holds ten K cups, which is um, relative to the size of this fucking ghastly thing. Yeah, uh, an incredibly small number of K cups. Like you can, you don't have that space in the uh, cabinet. <laughs> this thing it takes up, uh, I would say, twice as much space as a Keurig coffee maker. Like just horizontally, right? Like if you put this on the counter in terms of how much space you're going to, because you want to, you're going to want to put this front and center on your countertop. You're not sticking it in the back. You will have no choice but to have this front and center on your counter. Yeah. So you can hold 10 in this. It um, dominates the room. It dominates the entire thing. Probably move some stuff around for sure. Um, hey, if you love Game of Thrones or role playing games, I'm reading one of the reviews here, and you love K Cups. <laughs> So if you uh if you're one of those two types of people who loves role playing games uh and loves K cups, right. then this is the perfect K cup dispenser. I guess it's hard to disagree with that. If you if you love uh castles and stuff, you are in luck. Say no more. Oh, you also uh are saying that you love K cups and Keurig and stuff like that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Listen, this is the this exact. Get any this is right at the intersection of how stupid you are. Um, it it actually says that it eliminates clutter, which is fascinating because the ten K cups themselves, I'm pretty sure, take up a smaller amount of space than a massive plastic uh, castle toy. Yeah, they for sure do. Okay, this reminds me of the. Um, did you ever have He-Man toys as a kid? You're a youngin. Yeah, I know. Uh, He-Man was before my time a little bit. Before your time. We are so... What are we, like... Uh, this is a real May-December relationship we got. It really is, yeah. Uh, no, I was... I would... But there's definitely an equivalent. Power Rangers would have been the equivalent for me. So you've got the, 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 the underground layer with the big blue guy. And what was with that blue guy? Yeah, what was with that guy? Skeletor was he was a cra- he was a kook, huh? Yeah, that guy was. Uh... That guy had a screw loose. Yeah. Anyway, K cup. Did you have anything? Did you uh, want to say anything about He Man, or you just were asking me? Uh, I had forgotten until you just said that. Uh, but it looks like the the outside of Skeletor's castle. And Skeletor's castle uh, again, not having seen it, I'm assuming looks like just a normal castle. That's right, so... Jeff. So I'm not really <laughs> illustrative at all. To Love, me. Man. <laughs> um, it's been a rough week. No, you me. tell me about it, man. The good thing is um, this isn't uh, 60 to $75, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so 
if you pledge $60 or more, you get the one K cup castle, but then you got, okay. Then 62 is like a little bit later in the there. I mean, and they put, uh, they, these are limited, but they are extremely high limits. So it's, it's limited in the same sense that like a, uh, like a jet fighter is limited with regard to its speed. Like, uh, you know, it's not going to go like 50 miles an hour, you know, uh, you can still go pretty fucking fast. So you can still get, you can get a hundred of the early birds. You can get 500 of the slightly later early birds. You can get 1000 of the, what is this? Is that the normal one? Uh, that looks like, no, this isn't, I mean, of course this is not retail. This is the Kickstarter price. Uh, and then you can get three, um, which uh, two people have done. One hundred eighty dollars for three of these castles, and and I'm no castle architect, but I'm pretty sure that castles are not just uh, like the uh, three fronts of castles back to back to back, right? That's not what a castle is, because you wouldn't really need the three doors, right? Yeah, castle design. <laughs> Well, this sucks. Um, I wanted to, since we brought this up, I feel like we've got to get into how bad uh, Keurigs are in general. Um, they are uh, they're a bad product. They make uh, bad coffee. They are worse for the environment than practically any other mass-produced product on Earth. Um, I saw one, so I took my car in for, uh, for an inspection for a service checkup the other day, and they have one of the big commercial K-Cup things, right? So it's the coffee maker. Oh, yeah. uh, it takes up more space than it ever really should. But and here is why, because uh, you know normally you'd have to like uh, you'd have to open it back up and then toss in the garbage. I guess at a certain point people realized, well, not only do people not do that at home, they are especially not very likely to do that uh, at you know like a business or whatever. They'll just leave it in there and be like, "Fuck it, somebody else can do it." Um. <laughs> so what this one does is once you're done brewing your shitty cup of coffee um it, it like uh, the ne- when the person comes to open up the thing the next time it automatically kicks the the empty k cup not empty but the used k cup back into like a bin that sits inside of the massive coffee maker itself so like 80% of this coffee maker is just uh, garbage inside of it, which is I, like yeah. if you fucking think about like how easy it is to make coffee, that this is what it's turned into like just basically a, a big countertop trash can full of you know, nasty little bits of gunk and shit. And how do you make coffee, JF? I'm gonna bust you on this. Oh god, you got me on the yogurt thing. So go ahead and tell everybody uh the easiest way to make some coffee because it's so easy and you're so smart uh the easiest way to make some coffee of course is uh, mm-hmm. with the help of our good friends over at keurig green mountain coffee company uh grab grab your favorite <laughs> grab, grab your favorite blend whether it be donut shop coffee or uh just uh just like sh- shit like puke ass like garbage tits coffee and just throw that in there don't Dumpster juice coffee is nasty. And I'm not picky about coffee either. I'll get whatever you have. I'll I'll drink hotel coffee black. I don't care. It's just not the Keurigs is not good. I think it's fine. I don't have a problem with the Keurig company. Go ahead and send me that giant check. Uh, Keurig Incorporated. Here's my number one problem with Keurig. I don't think I, I don't think anyone has said this. This is brand new to me. Yeah. I feel like I'm the only one who's ever had this thought. 
The number one problem I have with the Keurig company is the the nasty ass sound it makes when it starts brewing your coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it sounds like a dog choking. Is that not an embarrassing sound? It sucks. I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you another one. Uh, we're just going in on Keurig here. Watch out, bitch. Um, when you open up the uh, thing to take the other person's thing out, sometimes that aluminum foil that's hot, baby. So, hot foil, man. Uh, I'm you, just you need to upgrade to the one that uh, kicks it back into the trash bin. Yeah, I'm waiting to uh, burn myself so I can get a lawsuit going. Okay, that's smart. Now that's smart. Yeah. Well, the cake, the cake up castle. Um, six hundred of six thousand. Five backers. Twenty eight days to go. I think this is not going to happen because it's maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh it's. A, I guess it, there's a very. It's like everything else, right? There's a very fucking. No, that's market. that's way too generous. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Just call it stupid. I'm trying to be nice. All right, stupid. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, look. From one end of the spectrum to another, from from something that I think is probably fairly described as, you know, like a a rush job, a cash in, uh, the Game of Thrones hints around that product were uh, not subtle. Um, something that's designed to be mass market produced, something that is uh, worse than, you know, like an accessory you would find in a current day, like Barbie package. And I, I have two girls. I know what the current Barbie setups are like. We have a big Barbie house here in the in the kids' playroom. Um, Do you let them use it, or because uh, you're saying I use it? Because I'm saying that it's, it's your mild. toy and you play with it. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Touche, good sir. Um, uh, so I know I know what the state of the Barbie franchise is right now, and it seems roughly equivalent to that. We go from something that is, I, I think, under-designed to something that is extremely over-designed. And uh, once again, I'm going to get out in front of this by saying, yes, this is a Japanese product. Uh, <laughs> this, is, is, this is not part of a vendetta. Didn't realize I was choosing three Japanese things. Just follow the links on kickstarter.com. Anybody can do this. Uh, just I'm not trying to give away the farm here, but uh, you guys go on to Kickstarter. Hey, why don't you look at your own uh, shitty projects on there? It's not me. Okay, it's what they do. It has to do with browser history and cookies and data, and I can't get into it right now. This is called the Swing Bin. Uh, this one was brought to life. Uh, this one was manifested in reality to the tune of $77,377. This is an extremely over-designed trash can. Uh, it says here, elegant and timeless. Swing bin is too beautiful that you would not want to use, quote, waste or trash to call it. So they they don't want you to uh, put garbage in your garbage can uh, because your garbage can is too nice. It's art now. Uh, now your garbage can is art. Uh, you can put your garbage in something else because it's not going to go in your can any longer. Uh, I've taken the liberty of replacing all of your garbage cans with this beautiful uh, $130 uh, trash can that is about as big as a football. Uh, what you do with your garbage is up to you, but I just thought this would improve uh, the aesthetics of your home. So what do you think about that? <laughs> what do I think? I think uh, 
It's great. How much did you say it was? One hundred and sixty dollars. Uh, let's see. It says add thirty five dollars when you ship outside Japan. If you want two pieces, which includes the lid, which probably want the lid. The so the gag of this right? Yeah, one hundred sixty bucks. This is a steel tube, basically, with the the cell is the funny lid that just sits on top of it. And you can push it down, and it swings back up. And you can just lift the lid off of it. There's another um, I was thinking it flips. It flips, thing, right? right? Oh, it doesn't flip all the way. It flips, like, halfway, and then it doesn't comes back up. Yeah, and then it rocks back because of the angle. It's, the trash can itself is, a, like, a... What a degree is that? From a design know, perspective, 45. it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a gorgeous object. Yeah, it looks uh, great. So what's my problem with and it? And what's your fucking problem? I'll tell you what. I've got an expensive trash can, and I'm not proud of it. Yeah, I have the, I have the less nice version of yours, I think. So we both got suckered into the, the fucking... What is it? It's, is it simple? Is that what it is? Is it the simple it's human? Simple human trash can, yeah. So I'm embarrassed about this. This is some white person shit. Um, this is some, uh, boogie ass shit where you have, uh, you have put thought into what your garbage goes into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had the fucking Rubbermaid trash can, you know, the, the shitty fucking thing. And I thought, well, first of all, I'm not going to buy that expensive ass trash can because why would you do that? Um, and then I thought, okay, well maybe I'll get the expensive trash can, but I am damn sure not going to buy their fucking specialized bags. I'm just going to stretch the yeah. regular bags in there and be fine. And then you're like walking away thinking you just fucking... Like I'm the king of this away. shit. Yeah, I won. Uh, but as it turns <laughs> out, uh, the Simple Human Trash Can has made throwing trash away uh, a tremendous experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, they just fit so well. They just fit so fucking well in there. And no, no other you know regular trash bag goes in there and just fucking hangs out like uh, those. Two. I mean, it's the it's the perfect trash can. Uh, it kicks ass. Uh, I love it very much. My dog. Do you hear my fucking dog in the background right now? Yeah, I do. Buddy, come on. You want to sh- you want to shoot them and we can record yeah. this. Or? He's having a dream. He's very sweet. He's <laughs> dreaming about when we had a trash can that was easier to break into than the wonderful simple human that I've got now. Um. Talk about a simple human. He's probably thinking about his owners. Yeah. I have trouble getting into your trash can. Confuses me. Well, you keep pushing your snout against the top, and I just want to tell you it's at the bottom. That's how you get in. I got to get into that trash can. You got to stop putting old chicken bones in there when I come over. Because you know damn well. I can smell them. Your nose is better than ours. Um, but this one, uh, anyways, look, the point is the simple human is, is a splurge, but it is extraordinarily functional. Um, it works very well. First of all, it's massive. Um, this, I mean, I, I paid less for that than they're asking for this, but the simple human has to be at least four or five times the capacity. And that's before you look at what it says, the PVC sheet of, uh, so the way that the bag goes in here is since this thing is like perfectly smooth on the inside, there's no hooks for a bag, right? Uh-huh. And you can't set the lid on top. Right. The lid is uh... designed to flip and pull out. So what they have you do is it, it apparently comes with this, this transparent PVC plastic, uh, something more rigid than you would put like in a pan. I'm trying to think of what, what else you would use this plastic for. I, I, I don't know. I can't think of any. 
It's a, a thing you can you can you can bend into the shape of the trash can and slide down inside. It's just a sheet of clear PVC. Yeah. Yeah, and then you wrap a bag over then that. You wrap a bag around that. That's <laughs> thereby cutting the uh, the capacity of the extremely small trash can into it's half. It's half as big as it is already small. So yeah. this is probably. Um, I would say by the time you got the PVC sheet in there and the trash bag, you could probably fill up uh, less than the size of the trash can that you have in your bathroom. Yeah, it is. A, it's a bathroom size trash can. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. awful. It takes a, a process of, you know, putting a bag in a trash can and turns it into a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's a real chore. Um, Slipping around in there and shit. I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ. And where do you even get those tiny little bags that they're supposed to be putting in there? Japan. Japan. So you got to fly to Japan. Well, it's very pretty, but uh, ultimately extremely impractical. Uh, pretty pretty much like everything in Japan, I think, actually. Um, yeah. Jesus, just ramping it up. Come huh? on, man. You know, you've fucking right. seen the things over there. Hey, hey uh, speaking of seeing things. Um, wow. Take a look at this. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so you're uh, gaming at the computer there? I know you do a game stream with Stefan from A Real Good Show, and you can find that at twitch.tv forward slash Stefan and Jesse. Holy shit. Is that, that is correct? Right. Wow. Uh, so if you're ever gaming, uh, you're in the moment, you know, graphics are becoming more and more real every day. Um gameplay and artificial intelligence and code oh yeah yeah absolutely uh so but one thing is missing right doesn't feel like a complete experience you're sitting in front of the video game and uh what do the video game ladies say thanks for saving us now uh you want to check out some of our tits or whatever they say i don't know i don't i have a ps4 so yeah on on pc that's mostly what it is yeah yeah. Um, so one thing's missing in it. It's a, a little subwoofer that sits on your desk and uh, shoots air at you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the gaming community is missing. Uh, this is called the Vortex because uh, it sounds badass. That does sound badass, uh, yeah. It's a 4D environmental simulator, which is a fancy word for what I just said earlier. Uh, Vortex lets you feel on-screen effects like wind and fire to bring you the ultimate immersive experience in video games, video, and VR. And so the idea being that you get two of these uh, what are they, bookshelf-type speaker-shaped things and set them on your computer desk. And if you're in an area in a video game, say in like Skyrim or something, where you're uh, near a fire or dragons are breathing at you, this thing will heat up the air inside of it and shoot it at you so it's like you're uh, fighting a pink dragon. That rocks. Yeah. But, but now hang on. Hang on just a second. What if you're fighting like an ice dragon? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I'm going to counter that attack with uh, this one. It, it can cool the oh, air shit. too. So it does both. So it shoots air at you. But now what about if you're on Waterworld? You're fighting, you're fighting big waves of water. You're slicing at it with your sword. You're underwater. You're fucking a mermaid. What if, what if you're doing something like that? 
Um, I don't know. They're probably just. It's just normal then. <laughs> it just turns it's off. Just normal, I guess. Yeah. So, but if you so, have if you play a lot of games where there is an ice planet, or a fire, an ice planet or a fire. This planet. is the thing for you. Yeah. Well, what if you like? Uh, what if you open up so, um, Microsoft Edge and you type in www.youtube.com and you just watch the video? What is it? Yeah. Then uh, nothing will happen. So it's just for gaming. <laughs> it's just for gaming, JF. So it has a air deflector, so that where the air comes out. Uh, what what the idea is that you're supposed to get more than one of these, right? Um, but they sell them as one, not as like a two pack. Such a scam! It's like tires. It's beautiful. Hey, sell me one three. tire, buddy. You know I got, you know I got four wheels, right? Buy three, get one free. That's yeah, a great. Right. That's a great scam. Uh, sprung from the mind of our CEO and founder Tim, the idea arose one day as he was trying to he was as he was trying out a VR experience that placed him. On top of Mount Everest, a door opened nearby, letting in a rush of cool air that matched what he was seeing. At that moment, at that moment, JF, the symphony of sight, sound, and touch sparked a mission to share his experience. That sucks. So he's like prototyping this thing and just having his friend uh, aim the fan at him. (laughs) Like jumping or something. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to be in the lab uh, for that when they when they finally narrow down all of the 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 experiences, the tactile experiences you can get to uh, hot and cold air. Yeah. How I'm going through a water level, and then he just dumps water on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awful. This really sucks bad. I don't think... It, you want to get one of those VR things, though? I'm thinking about getting a P, uh, PSVR. They keep coming out with new ones to the extent that I think uh, this is not the right time. So they just they just announced, like, a small Oculus, you know? Oh, yeah, the yeah the headset. Yeah, it's like 200 bucks. And honestly, I don't know the difference between the fucking headset ones or the ones that are big computers or the backpack ones or whatever the fuck. I'm going to wait till all this shakes I think out. It, I think the Vive and the Oculus are only PC, I think. I don't know for a fact. And then you got the PS4, but, um, which I got the PS4, which would be, it would be much less powerful than a PC like built for VR, right? Yeah. So you're getting a booty version of yeah. it. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I had the Google Glass thing. I ordered that a while back. And I, um, no, no, no. Google Cardboard is what you. Oh, have. sorry. Google, Google Cardboard. I wanted that Google Glass, though. Everybody made fun of it and said it sucked, but I wanted one. Oh, yeah. Same. I thought it was cool. Because uh, I love spying on people. Yeah, I'm a big pervert. Uh, taking photos of them. <laughs> um, now, I ordered the Google Cardboard thing, and uh, there's an app you can have on it where you can watch a film and it shows you all the seats in the movie theater and stuff. Yeah. And I thought that is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Recreate the experience of being at the movies by yourself. I got one from a from a porno site. Yeah. So those little glasses. Yeah. You know oh, oh, yeah. Was it branded? Yeah, I think it was Pornhub. Yeah. 
I went out. Pornhub VR glasses. They said, uh, they said, hey, if you, if you, uh, hey, you ever want to give a porno site your home address? Well, if you do, <laughs> well, uh, we'll send you a thing. I just got it and put it in a drawer. I don't know. How did you, uh, how did you find that? Uh, I think it, uh, it, it beeped up on my RSS feed. Yeah. I hate when shit beeps up. Uh, Vortex, 17,000 of 60,000, 120 backers, 41 days to go. It will likely get funded. That I one's going to get funded, I bet, yeah. Gamergate. So, good luck to these guys. Gamergate. Yeah, what was up with that? Those guys. What a bunch of losers. Well, they do have some good <laughs> You can't even, like now you can't even fuck around with it. You can't even say it as a gag. <laughs> Hey, speaking of gags, um, let's read some letters. That's where you come in. Okay, if you've got a question or comment you'd like read on YKS, uh, email us at yourkickstartersucks at gmail.com. Also, before we get started, wanted to mention the runaway success of our uh, limited edition t-shirts that we put up on the store. Uh, first uh, released to the Patreon donors. Uh, so if you're not on Patreon, you did not get that notification. Uh, so you might have missed out on the uh, the very small run of shirts that we had uh, just uh, for what Mike like twelve hours we had them. Yeah, they went very fast. I didn't I didn't expect them to sell out that fast. No, I expected to 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 be like uh, asking uh, people I know in real life if they uh, need a new shirt. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it uh, it didn't work out that way. It went very well. Uh, everybody loves the design which you made, and kudos to you. Uh, for for the fantastic design, a talented artist. Um, uh, well, well, hopefully, well, first of all, we're going to get some more of those shirts in, and they'll be available for everyone. Uh, also, I think we address it on the Patreon that if you are at our ten dollar level, um, I did promise you that you would get some discounts on future merchandise. Uh, that was back when I didn't think we would keep doing this, uh, and I was just lying. Um. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but so that'll be coming as well. We'll get that set up for those folks who have supported us at that at that ten dollar level, which is very much appreciated. Um, let's see. In addition, uh, we're going to reorder those shirts first of all because it's a great design. We're going to get some more shirts out there for you guys. Uh, the koozies were a big hit, um, and we're going to do those as well. Uh, we'll probably have some more more exciting things coming. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, but. You know, I think everything in the range of normal merch could is is we're opening the door to it. Panties, the YKS panties, and for the guys too, they can wear them if they want. I didn't say anything about girls, um, but that's interesting. You uh, went right to the gendered uh, <laughs> panties. Okay, so something to, something to file away about our friend Mike. Um, let's see what else. Uh, you want you want to you want to give a nod to our. Uh, to to the production house where we got our shirts. Oh yeah, so the these were printed by uh, my friend Mark at Screen and Fever in Toledo, Ohio. Nice chap, good fella. Uh, he was there at your wedding, um, and that's all I'll say about yeah. that. Um, not gonna say anything else about <laughs> it that might uh, irritate you or spawn some more jokes. Um, 
but uh, Mark is great. His brother's great. Uh, you, you had some good friends up there in Ohio. Hey, I dare say you've got a couple down here as well. Um, yeah, there's uh, mm-hmm. you. <clears throat> I'm blanking right now because I'm on the spot, but I'll send you some. a list. Yeah, there's more. I'll post it somewhere. <laughs> uh, so really great shirts. Uh, look, look for look for those two uh, pop back up. Um, uh, probably on Amazon. We'll probably go to Amazon.com and probably uh, the Gap as well. So this is that's where you come in. Uh, this is where we we read read some of our our fabulous listeners' uh, thoughts. Um, totally unedited here. You, you ever seen, the, remember that parental advisory sticker used to be on CDs when you would buy CDs? Uh, yep. That's when I'm, I'm yep. slapping parental advisory on here because I don't know what's in here. Okay. So Richard writes, uh, oh, wait, well, now you had something about Bitcoin. You want to talk about Bitcoin a little bit before we get into Richard's letter? Yeah. Last week or we, we got a question about Bitcoin and, um, uh, crowdfunding with Bitcoin and everything. I did I said I would do some research on it um, to learn about what it is and come back and do a whole thing on it. So uh, I did all the research on it. I found out it's mostly about computers. Okay. So, okay. So there you have it. So Richard, Richard writes, uh, what did Richard write Richard here? says, Hey, have you guys ever had a serious fight? One that wasn't ironic, but deeply serious and awkward that required a formal apology and or the intervention of your wives to help reconcile uh so between the two of us have we ever this guy thinks we this guy thinks we live in an episode of king of queens (laughs) well the good thing about it is there's always a moral at the end you know that's what i like about it sure we have our tiffs no i don't no i don't think no i don't think we've ever had a fight i don't think that either of us take ourselves seriously enough to because in order to have a fight you got to be offended right like isn't that part of it um, I can't imagine what you would say that would that would get me out. We we you know our our aims are the same. I mean, sometimes we we talk about the podcast. Uh, you know, uh, I think you predicted it in your Patreon email, where you said I'm going to uh, screw something up with the shipping, and then we talked about it after the fact, and you revealed that you had spent an inordinate amount on the shipping supplies, uh, and I was just yeah. kind of like Jesus, Mike. So that's about as mad as I've ever gotten at you. Um, but it's hard to get mad because you fucking you figured out you did the shirts. So it's like, what am I going to do? Kill you over it? Like, I don't know. Um, I'm like, uh, I don't know. What are you going to do with me? It's an old know? scamp. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't. I think maybe. Do you think you have fights with friends after this age? Like maybe you just like if you if you have a friend that you're going to get in a fight with after age 30, you just don't talk to him anymore. Yeah, you just, uh, just make excuses. Just drift away. Uh, and you eventually just cut everyone out of your life until you grow old. That's a hundred percent true, man. Withered, uh, die alone. The um, I can remember having uh, an argument with a friend um, in college. Uh, we were really hammered, um, and we were sitting around uh, the card table playing cards. And uh, he'd said something about my wife. Um, but it was it was like uh, it was like drunk guy thing like he was like uh she's hot or something i don't even know what he said um i was like let's we're gonna we're gonna go outside we go outside and talk about it and we're we both just are like uh just hammered just like totally shit-faced 
And I was like, Dude, what the, you know, like in a drunk guy voice, just like, what, the, you know, yeah. why'd you say that? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys went outside and talked about it. Uh, we we got here to talk about how hot my wife yeah, is. Yeah, we're like, damn, it's cool. <laughs> now that we're away from the hustle and bustle and the new, uh, the music and the card game and everything, uh, let's uh, talk I about I can't it. even imagine what the rest of that night would have looked like to somebody who was sober. Um, Two two guys who uh, just look like absolute clowns, uh, pretending to be masculine for some reason. Um, yeah. But those were good times in college, man. Uh, uh, getting drunk enough that I washed my phone off in the sink. Um, just classic stuff. <laughs> that's yeah, cool. That's pretty cool stuff. Still worked. Um, but no, I don't think. Um, have, have you had any memorable fights with friends? Period. From your younger days. No. Um, You're just an all-around great guy. I, I've never had uh, fights with people, I think, because um, I think if somebody gets mad at me, uh, there's like a 99% chance that they're right. You just capitulate immediately. So, yeah, I just turn over and show them my belly. Yeah. And they say, ah, oh, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I think, yeah, I think as you get older, you don't get mad anymore. You just, uh, you just say, well, I'm never talking to you again. Uh, yeah. Just, I got other shit to do. You just, so you don't have time. Yeah. That's, I think that's the thing is it's a function of how much time you have in your life to sit around and go, can you believe that motherfucker over there? Uh, yeah. now you just delete him from your phone. So, yeah. Uh, what's, uh, what are you mad about to the guy over there? Your friend? Uh, he's just a prick. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. He's just a prick. And that's all it takes. Yeah. So, uh, no. So we're we're the best of friends, and we always will be. Uh, Liam says, a big fan of the pod, I always get a good laugh when Jesse gives Mike shit about loving Brooklyn so much. With that in mind, what are some of Mike's favorite Brooklyn haunts? Mike? Mm-hmm. What, are, what, are, what, are, what are the places you... I know you would love to go on the train. Yeah. You gotta give it up for the train, man. Probably what? Central Park? Central Park. Um... Empire State Statue Building. Statue of Liberty. If you haven't seen <laughs> you any of those, check me, those out. You usually find me at one of those three places. <laughs> uh, I lived in Prospect Park with my uh, wife there. Um, so we, we didn't go out much because it's uh, expensive there. I don't know if uh, anybody knows that. Living in Brooklyn and the surrounding areas, New York City and Manhattan and whatnot, uh, very expensive up there. They just got together and said, let's make stuff cost more up here now. It costs less over there, but uh, we're over here. so. Yep. And everyone and it passed unanimously. Yeah. But you have to understand, there's a Seamless. They deliver your food to your uh, house, your apartment. You have uh, laundry services that can uh, bring you your laundry. And you've had a hard time adjusting uh, here in Tennessee, having to take care of yourself like an adult. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. You've had a hard time with that. Um, but I don't know. There's a million things to do. There's always something to do in New York. That's what uh, they say, right? Hey, there's always uh, there's always a, a new act in town or a new there's couple of buildings falling down. You know, there's always something to do up there in the Big Apple. The official the official sign for New York City, uh, subtitled. There's always something going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever you ever go to that Guy Fieri's restaurant up there? No, I'd shoot myself in the head if I did that. Hey, Eric writes, uh, hey, Jesse and Mike, are you familiar with the phrase, drop the mic? Of course I am. Um, After giving an impassioned speech 
or rhetorically impressive argument. Sometimes speakers will literally drop the microphone and walk off stage as a dramatic form of punctuation. Uh, yeah, I knew that. This inspired me to think of a new segment for YKS called Drop the Mic, M-I-K-E, where Jesse Farrar drops Mike Hale off a very tall building and does the rest of the show by himself. Uh, and this is a fan of ours, is that right? <laughs> yeah, a fan who uh, wishes me harm, wants to murder me. I'll tell you me. what, Eric, for, uh, that is funny. Um, I did know all the stuff that you said. Um, yeah. And I would seriously do this. I would seriously kill my friend Mike, um, mm-hmm. except for you spelled my last name wrong. Ah, so that <laughs> bothers me, and I will no longer yeah. be killing my friend Mike. Lucky day. So, um, you, you live to fight hey. another day, Mike. <laughs> Thank you for not killing me today, <laughs> Jess. Hey, John writes. Uh, did either of you guys ever have a GeoCities or Angel Fire website? Uh, also. Did you hear about this lady, uh, this astronaut lady wearing a diaper? What was her deal? Uh, let me take that last one. Yeah. The, the, I don't know. Uh, this was one of the ones where it was like uh, maybe I was on vacation or something. Uh, and then I came back and it was a big news thing. And I never got caught up with it. So uh, I understood she was an astronaut lady and she put a diaper on. And then it was something with her ex-husband and she was like driving across town in her diaper and Something I don't know. I, I never got caught up on what that story was, but it's uh, it's great, and uh, I kind of like where it is right now in my head, which is just uh, you know, it's an astronaut lady wearing a diaper. Yeah. Do you know anything else about it? Um, no, that's about it. That's about all I know. Pretty about wild it. stuff. But what a uh, there's a lot of uh, questions about it, right? Why is she wearing a diaper? She was driving across the country, right? She was driving to California. Yeah, there's something about driving involved in it. To murder uh, her ex-husband. In the diaper. Yeah. And she was wearing the diaper. She wasn't going to take it off. Um, yeah. At any point. At any point, yeah. So that's weird to me. The diaper part is what's weird about it. You know they have diapers up in the spaceship, right? Is that true? Yeah. Uh, so due to like budget constraints and stuff, uh, they just have one, and they all have to share it. Oh wow! So, wow, 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 wow! Yeah. This country is uh, falling behind in the sciences, and I think that's why, right there. Did either of you guys ever have a GeoCities or Angel Fire website? I did have one. Um, I don't remember what it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, I think it was. It was my friend uh, Matt and I created a website on Angel Fire mm-hmm. for a. Uh, fake wrestling thing that we did. I talked about this before. Oh yeah. E-Fed was a really dumb shit that we did at like 12 or 13 years old. Uh, that was our website. I think it's gone forever now. Thank God. So I'm going to dig it up. Um, yeah. I didn't, I don't think I had one on either of those domains. I had something similar. Um, and I don't understand. I don't even understand. Like, uh, I, I can't put myself in that mindset where I thought, it would be funny to just uh, type up like what essentially would pass for like a journal entry and make it a website. I think I just didn't understand what a website would be. I didn't understand that the content should change over time or be dynamic in some way. So I can just remember like typing out like, here are my friends. And I list my friends and like say a joke about them. Uh, I, I don't have any clue what the point of that was, um, but I do remember doing it. It was on like Google's, you know, something like that. I don't know. 
What was your first exposure to uh, computing and being on online? And the earliest thing I can remember is like, uh, and I'm, I'm obviously I had more before. Like in school, you know, you'd have like the number muncher game or whatever. Uh, but as far as like personal computing in the home, I can remember having a dial-up line with uh, like AOL two, uh, and uh, and going on to chat rooms with my friend, um, and then uh, and then like pretending to be chicks. Not sure why. And it, yeah. Why would you? I mean, why? Why wouldn't you just be a guy? You could just be an older guy. You wouldn't have to be an older. Uh, yeah. We weren't like uh, we weren't like trying to catfish guys and like whack off the guys. Kind of strange. Weird, weird, yeah. weird technique. Um, that's just how I remember it. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what the thought process was there. So, uh, but chat rooms on AOL is probably as far back. I know you go further back, and you uh, you had more technical expertise with your early internet outings. I was on a 486 DX computer and I was a check. I was in MIRC. Like there was a chat program called IRC. Right. Uh, and I would get on that. That was my jam being in chat rooms. Uh, one time I talked to these uh, two girls. Uh-oh. And I swear to God, uh, they were from uh, Nashville, Tennessee also, which is funny. But uh, I did talk to two. I talked to them for a long time, yeah. and I still talk to one of them to this day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would that would be a good bit. Uh, to, Her name is Jesse. To fall in love with each other. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be funny to see what direction the show went in if we just fell in love. I told you my deepest secrets. You were my best friend. <laughs> Let's write a romantic comedy together. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, like uh, what would it be like? Uh, like Seth Rogen. Yeah, he's in his late thirties. He's had this ongoing, off and on relationship with a chat girl. Never seen each other. Yeah. Now nah, this sounds like Napoleon Dynamite now. And he's so he's got a best friend. Yeah. But he's he's worried about his like sexuality because he's starting to be kind of he's trying to starting to be like attached to this best friend of his. Okay. He's like, dude, am I in love with my fucking friend? Mm-hmm. And uh, he tells this person on the chat thing about it. And the chat person's like, just fucking go with it. Oh. Do it. So he fucking works up the nerve and confesses. And uh, James Franco, of course, right. is uh, he's like, ah. and they say it at the same time. And that's they say their usernames at the same yeah. time, which is obviously logically where you would go next. Is you'd say, well, I've been online for a while. Here's my username, which I haven't changed ever. I think we just wrote a hit, JF. So I'm gonna I'm gonna conservatively peg that at 150 million opening weekend. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Need to get on the horn with some studios. I'm just yeah, I'm just dialing up studios. I'm looking up studios in the yellow pages. Uh, See what they are. <laughs> first, first of all, finding out what they are. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's a pretty good uh, show. So uh, what else? What else do we want to plug here, Mike? Uh, we can't plug T-shirts because they're all gone, unless you're like a small, which, uh, you know, what if you're like a... Are you like a little kid? What are you, like a little kid or something? There's two smalls left, I think, at the time of this recording. I uh, don't know if they'll be sold out. Uh, seem to not be a lot of smalls. Not a lot of kids. Not a lot of small-bodied men. I'm going to small. Yeah, I guess what I would say moving forward for this week to, to give our fans their homework is uh, introduce a kid to the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know a kid, 
<laughs> show uh, show them the show. Uh, hang out. Just motion some neighborhood kids over. Yeah. Uh, and uh, have some earphones and stuff and some snacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, snacks. Uh, have a YKS listening party for the kids. Oh, how about one of those things? Uh, have you have you seen those things where it was like, uh, uh, what the fuck is it? Where they they have the it's a headphone rave. I have not seen that. You don't know what that is? I'm guessing you get some headphones and go in a room and then dance around, and it's not noisy. Well, I mean, yeah, when you put it like that, it sounds stupid. <laughs> but it's a uh, yeah, it's a thing where there's a DJ. Except for he's there's no spe- there's no speakers. It's all into headphones. So you go into the dance, you've got your headphones on. Everybody's like doing their rave dances, but it's that if you don't have your headphones on, it's completely quiet in there. Except for the sounds of everybody's like uh, weird emo boots clomping on the floor. Yeah. You ever think about going to the club? Just going out to the club. Isn't the club the strip club? Isn't that what it is? I don't know. I think it's like a dance club. There isn't any such thing, is there? There's bars and there are strip clubs. There's places you can go just to dance, right? Just to dance? I don't know, man. Maybe they call the bar the club. I don't know. I think I think the club is the strip club. I think you when go to people, the strip club. When people say I'm at the club, yeah. they're not they're not at the strip club all the time. We're gonna crack this egg. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna do some research, just like you did with Bitcoin. We're gonna do some research this week into what is the club? Where is it? I think that's uh, that's the show. That's the show. Uh, let's see that Patreon once again. Patreon.com slash your Kickstarter sucks. We got some bonus epies over there for you to check out. Also, apparently, you'll be the first to know when there's a uh, new merch in the YKS store, which. Uh, uh, contrary to what you might believe is actually an important heads up if you need a new shirt or a place to put your can. Um, let's see. Also, we got that email we talked about your Kickstarter sucks at gmail.com. That phone number. If you've got a spooky story to tell us is, uh, eight Oh two three, five, nine piss. Um, and, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you uh, next uh, time. Yeah. See you later. See ya. Hey, uh, I was um, thinking about a a joke uh, that you need to come up with when people ask, you know, what you're laughing at. You don't want to tell them you're, you know, laughing at Mike and Jesse talking about uh, Hugh Hefner's pussy. Um, So they go, what's so funny? And you go, you know, I was thinking about that. uh, You remember that, uh, that old guy from the Six Flags commercials, the old bald dancing guy? And then they go, yeah. And then when they go to, uh, you know, move on with the conversation, you go, yeah, I was thinking about him sucking off uh, Adolf Hitler. And then, you know, you're in the clear. <laughs>